Welcome or welcome back to the Bicultural Identity, a podcast created from the experiences unique to young Asians raised in a Western society. We're your hosts, Connie and Jenny. Our weekly episodes contain conversations around social issues, pop culture topics, and nostalgic childhood memories that are significant in our lives as second-gen Canadians. Get ready for Connie's K-Drama Rundown. <laughs> yes, Woo! let's go. Of 2020. I watched so many dramas this past year because, you know, quarantine. <laughs> nice. They're just really easy to binge. Yeah, also. they're so popular now. And considering that there's a lot of good Netflix-based K-dramas now, I True. think like it's achieved like a new wave of popularity. Yeah, I think Netflix has done wonders and like promoting international content Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um like streaming services especially like in canada too there's a lot of streaming services available but not a ton of them have like this international International content yeah yeah but i think how this will work is so i don't talk too much actually just for (laughs) you guys' information jenny doesn't watch k-dramas much anymore she'll probably talk about that so yeah that's why it's connie's k-drama rundown (laughs) I'm not against K-dramas. I just hit this wave where I just like didn't want to watch K-dramas anymore or any dramas, basically. You're a reader I now. find like... <laughs> actually, check out our blog for my rundown on me ranking my books from 2020 True. if you want to keep looking at these recommendation lists. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's like because K-dramas have a similar filming style. There's like specific camera techniques, color gradings that like vary between the genre of K-drama. But then the rest of them kind of follow a similar pattern. Right. Um, so, like, I just didn't want to binge too much. Like, I still watched one or two K-dramas last year. Yeah. So, two. Yeah. Precisely two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like Connie said, my role here will just to be, like, read out the summary of the drama and then offer my input if I've watched it or if I had any thoughts about it. Okay. Are you ready to get started? Yes, I am. I believe we're going in chronological order here. I actually don't quite remember the order I watched these in, but it's more or less in chronological order. Yeah. So number one, I actually watched this one. Yay! Off to a good start. (laughs) This one is Crash Landing on You. So famous. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest dramas (laughs) of the year. Also, Dispatch just made it bigger. (laughs) The best news that 2021 could start off with. Like, to me, when I heard that news, I was like, okay, we're not getting a repeat of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give a quick summary first. Crash Landing on You is about a South Korean heiress, and she goes paragliding one day, <laughs> and she ends up paragliding into North Korea. Very realistic. Yeah. And it's about, uh, it's a romance story. I can't say this out laughing. It's a romance story between the South Korean heiress and a soldier in North Korea. <laughs> so... That's the summary. Turns out, even with such an over-the-top premise, I actually think they made it work really well. It was the best rom-com drama I've watched in years. Agreed. If you even look at the list of dramas I watched, I don't tend... Actually, wow. I'm contradicting myself because apparently I watched a lot of romance dramas this year. (laughs) (laughs) But for a while, I was kind of like Jenny. I kind of got bored of that K-drama romance formula. So... The K-dramas I watch actually are all very, like, plot-heavy that strays away from romance. Mm-hmm. I suppose I should just uh, add to, like, not, like, general rom-com, because I know there's a lot of K-dramas that have recently been popular that are, like, peaceful love dramas, you know, like, mm-hmm. really, uh, I don't even know, ambient. 
and like the mm-hmm. pinky like low or high shadow filter I actually get like bored of everything's those. so faded yeah so i don't watch those as much um but this one is like the best kind that's just really out there like you're thinking boys over flowers and like that kind of those kind of dramas that just seem so mm-hmm. stupid this is the best of yeah its kind. it shouldn't even be compared to boys over flowers like <laughs> <laughs> also if you didn't know about the news we were talking about um at the beginning of this year 2021 the paparazzi or the news company in Korea released that the two main leads are dating. So literally the best news yeah. ever. What are your general thoughts, Connie? About the couple? Uh, the no- <laughs> the, whole, really the whole drama. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's definitely like the best romance drama in a long time, like Jenny said. They had perfect chemistry and their relationship was so healthy despite like hardly <laughs> being able to see each other at times. Mm-hmm. And I actually really want to bring up the secondary couple because I really enjoy this storyline. I don't want to give away spoilers, but Mm -hmm. I think the girl in particular had a really strong, um, not ending, since it's just ending to a drama, not necessarily her character, but I like where she ended up after the drama ended. I think it's really powerful, and I think she's a very admirable and strong woman. Yes, let's go. But yeah, in general, just like a drama that never had like any lows, in my opinion. I was always mm-hmm. heavily invested and I want a boyfriend like Ru Jun Hyuk. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone? I gotta get myself a North Korean soldier. Exactly. <laughs> Time to paraglide in Seoul and then hope you end up blown over to that area in North Korea. I don't know what part yep. it is. <laughs> so... That's basically the rundown. Connie actually had to convince me to watch this drama because it sounded so stupid that I just hated it. Trust me. And I couldn't start it. Anytime I brought it up to any friend I had, they were like, uh, but I was like, please just try it. <laughs> and it's a good all choice. of them liked it. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of time, we'll go to number two. Itaewon Class, which I did not watch yet, but I know, uh, according to Connie, that I need to watch. Yeah, I Um, actually think you'll enjoy this one. Okay, cool. So this is about a male main lead, and basically he gets expelled from school for punching a bully, Um, and his father then gets... Sorry, this isn't funny. His father is killed in an accident, um, so he ends up opening a pub following his father's footsteps in Itaewon, which is like Mm -hmm. the nightlife streets of korea, south korea and seoul look at me with my cultural knowledge <laughs> you're so knowledgeable about korea jenny are you yeah. boo? <laughs> no <laughs> i am not um but yeah i think basically it's just about him running this pub with his staff question mark indeed it is his staff of misfits so i don't know why but every time i heard itaewon class and i saw park so june i kept thinking of uh fight my way so i like every time <laughs> i see this drama different. i think of boxing for some reason and i think it's because his hair is just like i don't know like a body kind of yeah. yeah it's now iconic it, like his hair mm-hmm. especially because he has a signature move where he feels it you probably <laughs> even see that on tiktoks and stuff yeah uh, we talked about this drama a bit in our mm-hmm. episode with kyra so i yeah. know there's like the lgbtqia plus elements yeah um, but that's all i know so so I think this is one of the first dramas that made me realize that K-dramas are really becoming more progressive. Mm-hmm. I think there's something that happened this year where like this and like, I, I haven't watched it, but like extracurricular, um, actually Sky Castle happened like last year or something, True. two years ago. But all these dramas are kind of more unfiltered and try to like go into the more disturbing parts of society, I'd say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I thought that was really refreshing. And that's largely why I enjoyed Itaewon class. You kind of almost laughed when you <laughs> read the beginning of the plot because I do think it's a little bit over the top. Kind of like the premise of Crash Landing is over the top, but this one is more like they make the evils really evil. But in reality, I think corporation like CEOs and stuff might actually be. Yeah, that there's evil. a lot of evils. <laughs> yeah, so despite it being really overly dramatic at times, I thought it was overall very good. Although, like, I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not, but I don't think it ended very strongly. Mm, sad. I hate yeah. when that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much potential based on, like, the rest of the drama or the rest of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, it just, like, got a little messy in the end. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Okay. Actually, we should be doing this. Um, with Crash Landing, what is your rating out of 10? Uh, 10. <laughs> oh, oh, honestly, same. Um, what about Itaewon class? Uh, 8.5. Interesting. Okay. My drama list, we're reading all the summaries off there, is actually 8.2, so you're very close. Ooh, everyone agrees with me. Yes. I think everyone likes an underdog story. And I think what made this drama even more interesting was that, like, there's a ton of very flawed characters. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's a thing that I like shows and stories where people are kind of hateable, but you like to hate them. Yeah, it's not much more realistic. yeah, it gives it much more depth, and that was Itaewon class. Or not even realistic, like, it makes you think about, like, yourself and, like, mm-hmm. humanity. Exactly. I thought, like, the characters were written really well, and it just didn't really try to sugarcoat anything. It was, like, really gritty. Is that a word? Yeah, like, edgy. Yeah. edgy. <laughs> cool. And I love Park So Joon. I know, like, I just really so trust know. him and his <laughs> taste in dramas. Except Hwarang. What the heck happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we got a 10 out of 10 and 8.5 out of 10. And now we're going to, I wonder what rating this is going to get. If you don't get the right answer to this, Connie, I will cut you out of my life. Um, Don't worry. I have the right answer to this. (laughs) So drama number three, which is ironic because we've watched it three times already since we first watched it in 2020. (laughs) No shame. No shame in this. (laughs) So this one is called Hospital Playlist. This is actually our first recommendation of the week ever on this podcast. Yeah, it's true. Okay, really quickly, Hospital Playlist is basically what it sounds like. It's um, a drama that follows a group of five friends who are all doctors in this one hospital. And they basically went through, like, med school together and, like, they've known each other for 20 years since then. So it's Mm -hmm. actually about, like, adults and how they just, like, you know live their friendship life together and it's called playlist because they have a band together and it's very wholesome i just listened through the whole ost again today because we finished rewatching it for the (laughs) third time last night yeah it's also (laughs) important to point out this one is like a three season k-drama which is very rare and very exciting and i've never actually trusted the idea of more seasons for a k-drama like usually i'd be like oh dream high season two sounds pretty bad that's true to me. i in like <laughs> western context for tv shows my general principle is all shows should end at season three mm-hmm. but this I is the first that. i've seen of a k-drama anyway connie take us off i have nothing much to say besides that this is my favorite drama of the year and perhaps ever <laughs> i agree 100 percent. like i can never get tired of watching it and each time i watch it i find more to love about it and i pick up on more little cues and it's just like these writers are just amazing even though they've hurt me many times before they're amazing yeah so like they have one hour and a half episodes that are like uh, there's only 12 in one season 
Um, so it kind of evens out. But to me, it's crazy because they don't waste any scenes. Mm-hmm. There's no stupid long pauses zoomed in on a ma- main lead's face. Like there's no weird, you know, misunderstandings. It's all just like life. Like you're following these five friends. Well, I do think sometimes they make purposely slow scenes or they do sometimes like have a shot of someone's expression for a while, but it's always useful. But it's a good and expression. A yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. there's really bad expressions. Yeah, yeah, true. And the <laughs> actors can act like it's yeah. all super professional people. Very it's like, well-renowned. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I'm going off now, but it's phenomenal how they have like a sequence in one scene between like this one event that's happening in the hospital that's making you sob Mm -hmm. and another one that is just like so happy and warm Mm -hmm. and they just like switch between it all the time so you're just feeling everything yeah anyway we've recommended it before so uh what's your rating connie like ten thousand out of 10 perfect i was gonna say the same thing so (laughs) great alike. okay we're gonna move on to the next one a very very big change (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even watch it but you know I didn't watch it because I knew. We're moving on <laughs> to the King Eternal Monarch. Okay. I can't believe some people actually like this show, but anyways, continue. I've, yeah, so I've watched enough Lee Min Ho dramas to know what to expect. My eyes are scanning over this summary because I've never actually read it. Um, but it's about this guy, Lee Min Ho's character, who is the third Korean emperor of his generation. And he's supposed to be mm-hmm. like the perfect leader. Um, but basically like... He has, like, trauma, I think, because his dad was murdered right in front of him. Trauma, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You're spoiling your review. Um, And so he decides to leave the palace and, okay, this is crazy as I'm reading it, and attend (laughs) university conferences. And during these conferences, he gets launched into a parallel universe (laughs) and he meets an inspector who I guess is the female lead yeah and he helps her defeat criminals but also continues jumping between the two worlds or trying to close that connection point um yes. anyway let's take it away so obviously it's a parallel universe drama and on like that could be cool you know what i mean w2 worlds was kind of like that but it, it was better than this it doesn't always <laughs> work most of the time it doesn't work yeah when you try to overcomplicate things like the writers did um my friend and i decided to watch this basically because it was by the Goblin writers, and Goblin was pretty decent, to be honest. I like, didn't know it was by the same writers. Yeah. <laughs> it also had the same female lead. But I'm sorry, this drama was so bad, in my opinion. Like, not <laughs> even, like, bad in a fun way. It was just bad and annoying to watch, and I'm surprised I finished it. I think you guys, you finished it with your friend out of mutual peer pressure. It was more like, okay, let's just keep making fun of this show. Like, we're not going to give up on it. <laughs> how very dedicated i'm sure they're very thankful to get your few views on netflix no it's not like the sad part is i see so many people on social media liking lee min ho's character in this and like hyping up the drama and i'm like what the anyways what's literally the worst about this drama is that they set up like a really powerful female lead and i'm not gonna lie the first two episodes were really good like she had a good base of a character to start off with yeah like a badass like inspector Inspector, exactly But then her only character trait ended up being weeping over her boyfriend every, every time he's gone. Like, that was the entire storyline and the entire romance line. I was just like, can you stop now and actually maybe do something cool? Because you're like an inspector. You can, like, go after the bad people by yourself instead of just waiting here for your boyfriend. Anyways. I, yeah, I get what you mean. I hate when characters are just so two-dimensional. 
she had not even two dimensions <laughs> it was like nothing <laughs> but like honestly i know goblin was really cute and stuff but like mm-hmm. they really drove that with the side characters oh yeah like um, grim reaper was the yeah best like the main goblin. couple still didn't do it for me and like That's in the true. end it was like borderline pedophilia so i just don't <laughs> yeah i just don't understand but no worries Okay, that's the review for The King. What's your rating? I actually have, like, a few more things to add. Like, besides her character being stupid, you, you think that, like, there's parallel universe science fiction things going on, but in the end, that included time travel. And just imagine solving, like, parallel universe problems and also time travel problems. Like, I thought there was how? always time travel. That's crazy. Okay, I get it now. I get how? the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much going on i don't know what the writers are trying to do so what's your rating (laughs) like a three out of ten that's so generous how nice it's because i guess there was okay acting yeah it's because the first two episodes were decent (laughs) okay sure the first two episodes carry uh i cannot say it was okay acting i don't really like lee min ho's acting (laughs) that's just me (laughs) don't cancel me lee min ho fans we're all entitled to our opinion i mean he only ever is a prince charming role so like that's why I didn't watch. I just know what to expect. <laughs> oh, but kudos to Wudo Huan. I think that's the reason I gave it not a zero out of ten. He nice. was the best part of the show. Yeah. Amazing. Moving on now. Okay, so next drama is called Mystic Pop-Up Bar. This is based on a webtoon, and it tells the story of a mysterious pojang matcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, it tells the story of an outdoor drinking establishment, and it's run by uh, two people. So, like, the first one is this prickly woman, and mm-hmm. the second is just, like, some wholesome, like, part-timer who visits customers in their dreams to help them, like, resolve all their issues. Yep. It's one of those dramas that aren't really focused on the main characters as much. Like, Slice of Life? Yeah. Wait, like, you recommended this one, right? Yes, I have. It is heavily focused on side characters or like those characters that just come in for an episode. Kind of like Hospital Planets, you know what I mean? The patients mm-hmm. get a lot of time spent on them. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it's much more of a like family-focused vibe rather than romance, even though there is some romance. I have explained all this in a recommendation. Just note that <laughs> there's a lot of these dramas I recommended before. <laughs> That's so a good sign. I yeah, I won't like talk too much about it. But um, I also really enjoyed it because like I'm a sucker for existential slash afterlife concepts too i find like the exploration of death and like the meaning of life really interesting and it like adds a lot i can attest to connie liking those Mm -hmm. themes yeah (laughs) and i liked how the drama had a lot of really good life lessons the only downside is i didn't find the drama super binge worthy like you know sometimes slice of life is in theory really good but you don't like have that feeling of i need to watch the next episode i need to watch Mm, the next episode yeah no i get that that's my problem with some like with slice of life webtoons which i guess this is based off of i just like will binge them when mm-hmm. multiple chapters come out exactly. and then i'll just like not read it again for a full year mm-hmm. but since i was watching with a friend again like it just like you know you just schedule time for it and it was like a mm-hmm. nice break from the day true what's your rating i really liked it um can i give like a 7.9 it's like not quite an eight but like it kind of mm-hmm. deserves to almost be an eight yeah, you've set your benchmark with like Itaewon class being the 8.5. Yeah, so we'll I'm trying to compare. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on then from that one. The next one is much hyped as well. Mm-hmm. Another actor coming back from whatever was happening. So kind of like Lee Min Ho just came back from nowhere. Um, but you this mean one is the military. <laughs> 
Was he actually just at the military? I thought he'd be much older. Kim Soo Hyun? No, Lee Min Ho. Oh, I think it was his comeback drama for the military. Oh, wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, so here we have the comeback of Kim Soo Hyun, which I actually like his dramas. Yeah. Um, for you the most part. You should definitely watch this one. <laughs> so we have It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And this one is focused on a community health worker at a psychiatric ward. A quote from the summary, who is blessed with everything, including a great body, smart, <laughs> ability to sympathize to say, with others, true. patience, ability to react quickly, stamina, and more. Okay, so um, basically he meets the female lead who is a writer or an author for children's literature, but she suffers from antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's about I guess their love story. You've recommended this one before as well. And I wrote a blog post, so I really don't have much to say about it. But it, of course, deserves to be on this list of like drama recaps. Because even though I wouldn't say it's like the drama I enjoyed watching the most this year, I'd say it's the most worth watching for all of you. Nice. Yeah, I think it's like essential to watch, actually. I, I really admire the writers for finally bringing up the topic of mental health in like an Asian society. I think mm-hmm. it's really difficult. Although, like, I wouldn't say the general population could relate to a lot of the disorders because they're more, like, severe. You know what I mean? Since this is a psychiatric hospital, mm. it's more, like, actual, like, hallucinations or, like, antisocial personality disorder is super severe, right? Yeah, I see how, like, the creators kind of started small because um, in Asia, like, I think it's likely that when you think of mental health um, issues, you think about these more extreme ones. So they're, like, working on destigmatizing those first. Yeah, and Um, what's crazy is I find that those illnesses are much more stigmatized in our society, too, because, like, everyone thinks that when you have schizophrenia, let's say you're, like, dangerous Mm -hmm. to be around, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people are scared of homeless people they pass by if they're, like, saying weird stuff. And yeah, that's they true. don't really understand that most of the time it's harmless. Mm-hmm. So for a more in-depth review, we'll check out link the blog the, post. Yeah, Connie's blog post in our show notes. What's your uh, overall rating then? Well, I gave it a rating in the blog post, but it's a 9 out of 10. Okay, nice. Yeah. This one has the same rating as Hospital Playlist on my drama list. So that's... Whoa, that's a something. high rating then. I know Hospital yeah. Playlist has a high rating. Yeah, I guess people really liked it. It was really good. I think the ending was a little bit overly dramatic once again. Like, this is a common problem with (laughs) K-dramas. The evil character was way too evil for my liking. Like, comically evil. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, It's a problem with, like, a lot of TV shows, actually. Mm -hmm. Where they just, um, in Chinese, it's called Lan Wei. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's not to land. that extent. Like, it wasn't that yeah. bad. <laughs> but, like, it basically means, like, a rotten ending. Like, you just wrote yourself into a pit. Happens a lot with shows. Yeah. But the last scene of the show was all worth it. Like, I made up okay. for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So, second last one we have here. Um, very controversial. A meme to everyone. The reason why I'm why. about to leave the Subtle Asian Trades group forever. <laughs> um, we have... Startup, which I don't know how much I can really summarize other than the male lead is trying to like, I guess he has a company um, or a startup and he is like an engineer Mm -hmm. and basically he needs to hire the female lead onto his team or like they team up in order to get more like funding and growth and trajectory like for his startup. Yeah. And the summary is very, very long. So I'm very just like, I'm cutting it down to my basic knowledge. Um, because the summary is literally six paragraphs. What the so hell? Someone that's what off. you'll get. So go ahead, Connie. I just don't understand why this has become such a big meme. Like, 
I've suffered second lead syndrome before, but this drama did not get me. <laughs> I know that I'm on like the unpopular side of the like pairings I liked, but maybe because like I already prepared myself before coming into the drama because this was literally advertised as a Susie and Namji Hook drama. I do not understand anyone who would have thought differently. As an external member of this party, I've only ever seen it as Susie and Namju Namju Hyuk. Yeah. That's literally yeah, so how it's promoted. I had, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but I understand, like, the second male lead gets a huge backstory, okay? Like, the first few episodes are his entire childhood struggles and stuff. But I kind of saw it differently since I knew that he wouldn't be the guy she ends up with. I saw it as more of, like, a building a relationship between him and the grandmother character. Mm. And I thought, like, that was one of the core relationships in the drama and one of the cutest relationships. So yeah. I think, like, people kind of took it the wrong way. Because him and Susie's character never had cute scenes. It's literally the definition of falling in love with the idea of someone rather than them. Tell them, Connie. Tell them. <laughs> All of you need to have healthier judgment in people. Yeah. Legit, like, I think in real life, if you think about her choices, like, I think who she ends up with is actually pretty realistic and, like, good for mm. her. But... Once again, like, I do understand where the writing was flawed because, like, they did make the second male lead, like, they purposely made made him that attractive, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What is, like, the rest of... This is just, like, it's covered the drama. What's your overall opinion? I never hear that. I strangely enjoyed it. Like, I don't think it's revolutionary. And I also think it's one of those dramas that went downhill. (laughs) It's a common trend. Sad. Um, Like, I think I liked the first... 11 episodes there's a time skip so everything before the time skip i liked okay i think time skips usually actually benefit shows but in this case a lot of characters became very stagnant Mm -hmm. and so like there's no growth so like what was the point and it was just like wasting time sad (laughs) yeah one of my favorite characters was a side character inje she's like um the main female lead sister and she's introduced as like a really big like bitchy character you know what i mean and like she was obviously one of those characters that would have some growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell she's not all bad. And that's what happened, right? She grew, but they never showed any of it, like, how it happened. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> I really wanted to see all that. <laughs> yeah. But instead, you just had to... Everyone just simped for the second male lead. Yeah, and I was like, that's not the point of the show. But mm-hmm. anyways. What's your number, then? I'd actually give it a 7.5. Okay. Because... I really enjoyed watching it. Sure, yeah, that's fair. All right, last drama. We've done it. Yes. So this one is called Record of Youth. Um, and to me, it sounds like what people write fan fictions about. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so it's about this like guy who is a really nice and popular model, and he wants to become an actor. So he's auditioned many times and he like never really succeeded and then there's another person working as or the female lead i guess working as a makeup artist Mm -hmm. she's supposed to be like really bright and cheerful on the outside but just really lonely um and she you know turns to fangirling to cope with that loneliness um so is this about like a girl getting together with an idol yeah and she's like a fan of him (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but that's only the beginning. Um, if you just read it like that, you're like, what is this weird your name story, you know? <laughs> but it actually really worked because he's actually not that popular. Like, he doesn't really have many fans. And she didn't make it weird. Like, I don't know. It was actually a very cute setup. Like, I fangirled so many times in the beginning. <laughs> Trust Wait, me, it wasn't fangirled? weird in that way. I fangirled over the 
couple. Like, oh, I thought okay. it was so I cute. see what you mean. I thought you were like, oh my god, like, I see myself in her being like... Oh, I mean, I definitely do. <laughs> no, <joking>. don't. No. <laughs> no, but, like, I think this is what every girl thinks their own your name life should be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not weirdly obsessive. I'm just a <laughs> casual fan. <laughs> I love the TikToks of people, like, uh, pretending, like, they put green screen on and they're like, oh, your friend dragged you to a concert of someone you don't even know and you're reading a book in the crowd and then you look up and Harry Styles is looking at you and I just, like, cry at those TikToks. So fun. (laughs) They're great. Um, I'm not quite finished with this drama yet, actually, so I don't know if I can, like, review the whole thing or anything, Mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying it. It started off really good, but, like, it's on the slower side right now. Um, I do like the realistic view it provides about, like, the idol and entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. They, like, touch upon things like, kind of, like, sponsors and how that can give you a bad image and Mm. just the struggles of famous people. I like that. Mm -hmm. And also, like, idols having to pretend like they're friends. It's so funny. (laughs) I hope they, like, bait in all the delusional, like, fans that think they'll get like an experience out of this they'll bait them in and then teach them what it's really like for their their opas and their nunas exactly because he's just like in the beginning like the summary explains he's really not famous so it's kind of his rise to fame right now so i haven't seen him at his peak Mm -hmm. but it's already like getting to like that kind of territory and how he's having less freedom so that's kind of cool and also like he's an underdog right so Mm -hmm. that's what makes it cool fun to watch too yeah yeah what's your current rating i'd say it's like a seven like not in a bad way like i'm not saying that i it might even be better written than startup but like just in terms of enjoyment okay yeah fair all right so those are the eight dramas crash landing on you it's a one class hospital playlist the king eternal monarch mystic pop-up bar it's okay to not be okay startup and record of youth Woo! We got through all Thank you for your insight, Connie. No problem. That was fun. I love talking about dramas. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, some of you walked away with more things to watch. Yeah. I'd actually Uh, recommend all of them except for The King of Turtle Monarch. (laughs) Are all of these on Netflix? Um... Indeed, they are. (laughs) Wow, perfect. That Netflix subscription will be worth it for another few months. Mm -hmm. So... Without further ado, Connie, what's your recommendation? Of the <laughs> oh my week? god, I'm sorry I'm talking so much <laughs> in this episode. I chose a recommendation that would be not TV related at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a YouTuber, or she's a YouTuber, not it. <laughs> her name is Whaley. I, she's like really popular. You probably know her. Um, Hopefully. I've been watching her since middle school, high school. I don't yep. even remember. And she's one of those YouTubers that's always kept it real. She's one of the first people I saw on the internet talk about periods and I was like, oh my god, I love you. I remember seeing that as a kid and I was still like kind of had like inner misogyny or whatever. And you were like, oh, so what the like, hell is she doing? I can't <laughs> believe she would talk about that in public. Oh my god. Yeah. You know? Well, now we stand. Yep. And she does a lot more lifestyle videos now. She used to be more like makeup fashion. Mm-hmm. I just like how her channel has evolved. I think it's like always suited my taste however old I am. Mm-hmm. So that's why I will recommend her channel. Even Perfect. Though she's so famous already. <laughs> I don't watch her that much anymore, or I just don't watch mm-hmm. her anymore because I don't have a ton of time for YouTube either. But stamp of approval from Jenny because Yay. she has so many pets, and that's what I. Oh yeah, her vlogs can be really like relaxing and fun to watch too. True. Yeah. Okay. Check out Whaley. So I guess that's our episode for the week. Hopefully you enjoyed. We'll be back with something a little more like maybe serious. <laughs> next up yeah, next week probably um we'll do some research 
get some material going but for <laughs> now um, we hope you enjoyed and then yeah connie can give us the end off thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed our discussion on this week's topic to hear more you can subscribe to the bicultural identity on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast from While you're at it, we would also greatly appreciate any reviews on iTunes or simply sharing our podcast with your family and friends, but of course, no pressure. As well, any opinions and experiences discussed are solely based on our own experiences as second gens. We invite you to engage with us on our Instagram, at The Bicultural Identity, where you can also find the link to our website with our show notes. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in next Monday for our next episode. See you then!